So thank you so much for coming on. Um, I am truly excited about this. Um, spoke with you last week. Talked to you about. Um, well, first, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the What's the Lesson podcast. I'm your host, Vaughn Michael. Um, last week, we talked about um, overcoming alcohol addiction. And um, this week, I want to talk about codependency. Um, because I feel like all it, it, it kind of like, uh, what, what do you call it? It um, intersects. They intersect with each other. Um, addiction and codependency. You, you always hear um, about that. I forgot. What, what do you want me to call you here? Because you, you have different names for different. Um, um, so you can call Simone. Simone. Okay. All right. Because I know depending on what we're doing, you have a name, a different name for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I use my, my first name for professional purposes. <laughs> and then Simone is by default my uh, stage name because everybody kept forgetting my first name. I have Simone here. Uh, can you can you brief them again uh, your title? Uh, substance abuse counselor, comedian, um, I've been doing the substance abuse counseling for over eight years. Uh, I did trauma counseling for women in the women's correctional facility for about four years with uh, groups on trauma and substance use, and uh, which we talked a lot about codependency in there. One of my favorite things to teach, if I to facilitate, if I ever get to do it again. You said one of your favorite things is what? To facilitate is the trauma groups for those uh, with substance abuse and why um, is that? issues. Helping why, them, it it's the most rewarding because you actually can help them work through the growth is the hardest because I'd be in there, it's not coming out my nose, crying with them when they tell their stories. But like mm-hmm. to see them by the end of the group, like the light in their eyes, the confidence. Um, and they aren't like 100% healed, but at least they're on the, the right track. And um, and it's one of the, the, the groups that you will be able to see, um, I guess, kind of like instant, instant gratification of knowing that you helped them because you can physically see it in the way they carry themselves, the way they talk, the way they look at stuff versus substance abuse, just substance abuse. You know, it might take them coming to my group doing three or four rounds like of 12 weeks before they actually start showing signs that they're making different decisions. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start off with codependency. What What is codependency? Codependency. Uh, I don't have the official definition in front of me, but mm-hmm. essentially it is when you have this unhealthy dependency on someone else for everything. Mm. Um, so it's you, it's like 
when you get into a relationship with someone and they have no friends, all of a sudden you're their friend, you're with them, they're with you all the time, everything you do, they want to do, because now your life is now their life. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they expect you to keep them, you know, some of them, the codependency is it, it takes different forms, whether it's a person that grew up in a household with an addicted parent and they're used to taking care of somebody. So they want somebody broken so that they, that person has to depend on them for everything. And they feel needed and loved when they have to do everything for that person. Get them up for the morning, make sure they go to work, pay their bills, take care of everything. Um, like they don't, they need, to feel needed or to have a purpose, which is to focus solely on somebody else's life mm-hmm. instead of theirs. Um, okay. And then the other person is they're not happy with their life. They need a distraction. So um, they find somebody that is going to do everything that they want to do, jump through hoops, entertain them, make, you know, um, give them direction to give them direction yes and they in whoever they're with they they literally drain the life out of them Mm -hmm. because they Hmm. take and they never give back it's always what you're going to do for me 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 okay all right um Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been in some of those situations before. Um, and, and it's interesting. So with codependent, so you can be an alcoholic and codependent at the same time. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and why does being an alcoholic and, and codependency, why do they like, why intersect? Because usually by the time someone becomes a serious alcoholic, they cannot deal with life on life terms. So they disappear into the alcohol. And when that happens, it usually ends up being a significant other or a child that has to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of clients whose parents were alcoholics. So um they had no childhood because they had to raise their younger siblings. They had to make sure all their siblings ate and did their homework. They had to make sure that their parent was up for work. Um, they Once the parent got paid, that child was responsible for paying all the bills. Um, they, you know, they were usually the person that got a job at the age of 15 to help support the household. And because they spent their entire childhood focused on everybody else, they never had a chance to grow and develop themselves. So as an adult, they go towards more dysfunctional people because that's what they know. That's what they're comfortable with. They're used to just taking care of other people. And so that's Mm -hmm. how it it continues because they don't know who they are. They never got to develop who they were or what they wanted. All they know is how to take care of people. Mm, okay. And that boils down to, like, I hear a lot of people say that, like, 
why do you keep attracting broken people or why do you keep attracting certain type of people and it's all a lot of it's dealing with your childhood right well yeah well for both sides but when you say you're always attracting broken people broken people are always looking for somebody to take care of them whether they subconsciously do it or they intentionally do it Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times people who have their their stuff together will end up meeting a lot of people who are broken because they see the opportunity for somebody to take care of them and when you say opportunity to take care of them like and what like how it depends on what what their brokenness is based on Some people mm. need somebody to do everything for them. Some people just need somebody. Um, they just want somebody that's going to take care of everything financially so they don't have to worry about anything. Um, some people just need constant affection and attention. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, or constant sex or constant something. Constant Um, sex? Yes. That's a form of codependency as well? It can be. Because some people will cheat and, and and do it, but then some people will be like in a relationship and it's constant. And everything is sexual and everything it um It depends. Like some codependency people that grew up being molested, it's they they will they will grow up and get into a relationship with somebody, and it's just constant. Is there a such thing as a healthy level of codependency, or is codependency just all bad? It's just all bad. Okay. So how 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 do we like? fix this codependency thing therapy you would need to go to therapy because it it stems from childhood traumas whether the person recognizes it recognizes it as a trauma or not and that and that has to be addressed to stop the codependency Okay. Um, cause I've, 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 I had, you know, I'm dealing with, um, I had a roommate who was like a serious alcoholic, serious drug addict. And I've realized one thing with her was it seemed like she always had to like be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I could never understand it because, like, you know, um, it was just like, why, why do you need to be in a relationship? Like, well, I thought, you know, you're working on yourself, stuff like that, you know. And but it was just like, is that part of the codependency too? Like, people who are like always wanting to be in a relationship. Yes. Hmm. Okay. That is the absolutely codependency. Wow. Okay. They need a distraction from themselves. 
So they use somebody else to be the distraction. Right. Or it could be that no like they were neglected as a child. Mm-hmm. And so now they're hyperactively well or overactively trying to fill that void of being neglected as a child. So they need to have somebody around all the time. So they aren't reminded of being neglected. Wow, this gets really deep here. Yeah, codependency is not some light thing that somebody just suddenly becomes. It's it it starts in childhood and continues into adulthood. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not there's no simple answer that could be given in a short talk. It can take a lot of therapy to work through it. And then and then for some they depending on how open they are with the therapist, they may or may not uh, get better at it. But it, it, it seems like codependency is part of American culture. Like if you're telling me someone who always hasn't been in a relationship has codependency issues, that's how I, I feel like our society makes us think that like being in a relationship. Coffee yeah. Season. That's because that's what the media pushes. And there's nothing healthy about the media. Mm. Okay. It's what it's you have people, you know, and CEO that aren't creative that that don't know the right way and they they push stuff on us and mm-hmm. we accept it. And um and because of the way society is, it makes it really hard to help somebody when they are codependent. Why do you say that? Because it's normal. You see, you see it on TV. You hear it in the songs. Um, you got trolls on Facebook, on Instagram, like saying all this stuff. You have all these horrible, horrible memes floating around on Facebook and Instagram that are all maladaptive behaviors saying that abusive people tell people to keep them in abusive relationships but people be passing it on and be like yes this is so true and it absolutely isn't hold on hold on so, we're, we're, hold on let's dig deeper on that part right there so you're saying that that it's cold that there's things out there that f- manipulates people to stay in codependency relationships that they shouldn't be in it not necessarily manipulate, but it it makes it seem normal that there are things that people say, mm-hmm. or there are a lot of sayings that people say to justify being codependent, abusive, um, and all of these things, and um, they found they find their way on memes that get spread like millions of times. Can you give an and example? Um, I don't know. Let's see if I can find one. And while you look for that, because that 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 while you look for that, that like really is 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 very kind of like um. I find that fascinating because it's like I think about when I I, I try to get on Facebook because I feel like people share memes twenty four seven to say how they feel. Yes. And I and 
what it sounds like to me is what you're saying is that a lot of these males are toxic. Very. And they promote toxic behavior. And which is not good. It's, it's, it's normalizing toxic behavior when we're supposed to be trying to get rid of toxic behavior. Yes. And, but it's so normalized. Like, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I was in, I had one group and this particular year, there was quite a few, like in my, in my groups, there would be ladies uh, from all over Virginia and sometimes out of state in the group um, because they were all um, like uh, um, sentenced to the facility where I was at. And like, I had like four ladies uh, from one particular area and we were talking about uh, like unhealthy relationships and abusive relationships. And they were like, well, one of the ladies was challenging me because they were like, well, where I'm from, if you ain't yelling and screaming, then he don't care about you. If you're not arguing <laughs> with him, um, he don't care. You know, it, it it's that's how it's supposed to be. We supposed to be arguing and fighting. That's how I know you care about me. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, uh, a, a guy is not supposed to be cussing you out and, call, you know, calling you out your name to make you feel special. Right. Wow. And, but it's normal. And then the ladies was like, yeah, I see. Because, like, it took me a couple of times. Um, and um, it's, it took me a while, a couple of weeks to get them to, like, get to that point where they realize that because I'm trying to tell you like you not supposed to be cussing out your boyfriend every five minutes and y'all about to come to blows mm-hmm. uh, wow so they thought that was normal yes and they felt they felt like that was the way for their boyfriend so they really he really loved him mm-hmm. but in reality that's not good energy. That's stressing people out. That's just not, not someone you should be around if they don't have that type of energy. And it's disrespectful. Yes. You know, and then they think that guys that, uh, um, you know, guys that don't want to argue and cuss are like weak and they'd be like, you know, they're weak, they're gay, what's wrong with you? Why are you not, you know, it's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you not abusive? Wow, uh, okay, they like that alpha, okay. Yeah, and I feel like that's, that's uh, wow, it's, it's crazy that you say that because a lot of guys feel like, especially in today's society, it's like, that's why every, a lot of guys thought they had to be the thug to get a woman. Mm-hmm. Or the drug boy, because of um, comments like that. Okay. Um, yeah, and 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 you know, one thing I, I would say that I don't, I didn't like being the recipient of somebody that was codependent was that it felt like 
you might feel like you're special. That person make you feel like they're special when they need you. But as soon as they don't need you, it's like you're mm-hmm. disposable. Exactly. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, like I, I thought this person cared about me. I was just like, oh, they don't care nothing about me. Mm-mm. It was just to, for the time being, while they needed something. And so people have to be wary and look out. Like they might think they're in a relationship with somebody serious, but it's like, nah, that person just don't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. So that's. And it's funny that you say that these sayings and stuff like that, right? Because I had a friend that told me when I went through a breakup last year, one way to get over a woman is to get underneath another woman. And it bothered me so bad. Yeah. Because it was just like, why do I have to get in a whole other relationship to get over somebody? You're not. You're not. You're still not getting over them. Right, it's like you're taking that baggage with you mm-hmm. to the next thing. You like you're not really healing. Um, but like you said, our society is like all about showing that oh, you can get the next person, get into another relationship, move on, keep dating. Um, so we live in a very toxic society. Um, I guess is the point. So codependency is the normal. How do we? They make made codes- it normal, cause it, yeah. How do we make it not normal as a society? Change the songs that we listen to. Um, be mindful of the movies that we make. Ooh, you say that movies are mm-hmm. are teaching codependency. Yes. What, what movies are teaching codependency? So many. Okay, so um, so okay, so I in my groups that I used to do, um. So like you you would see the. Okay, so I do the thing with Disney movies mm-hmm. to show how, as a kid, it teaches very bad relationship um, ideals. And so Disney movies is fine as long as you actually teach your kids what a relationship is supposed to be like. It's mm-hmm. only bad if a kid's only reference for how relationships work are fairy tales. And so you have this, these movies where um, in the older movies, like uh, I always say, like Cinderella. Mm-hmm. The codependency is like find, finding somebody to get you out of your problems is, is, is what it subconsciously teaches if you don't teach somebody how to be in a relationship or how life is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. So Cinderella's dad married a gold digger who didn't care nothing about him or his daughter 
And so when he died, he treated Cinderella, you know, she treated Cinderella like the help while she spent her father's money. Cinderella's whole idea was to get dressed up to go to the ball to meet a prince to save her, to get her out of that situation. Mm-hmm. It's teaching someone to be codependent on a man to get you out of your problems. Um, mm-hmm. So you have, if you ever look at it, it's like you marry for status. If you got a problem, money will fix it. Find somebody with money to fix it. You know, and then they have like the um, I have a one true love. So now you feel like if you fall in love with this one person, you're never going to be able to be with somebody else. No matter how codependent they are, no matter how abusive they are, you stay with them because you've, you're, you're terrified that you'll never find somebody else to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and when I would break this down to the ladies, they would start seeing how they treated relationships like fairy tales. Mm-hmm. You know, one girl was terrified to get out uh, but to face um, her ex. But she still had a problem with not seeing him as her one true love. Like the, the true conflict of feeling like that's her one true love and nobody else is going to love her and then being terrified that he's going to kill her if he goes back to her, if she goes back to him is, is like that terrible combination that the movies teach. Um, you know, music makes it okay to cheat because everybody talks about cheating in the movies. I mean, in the, the, the rap songs or, well, not everybody, but a lot of rappers. Um, you know, there's, I've even heard some, um, like, Queen Naj has, uh, has a song out about cheating and about as long as you don't, as long as you don't mess with one of my friends, I don't care. Like, all of these are unhealthy ideas that, that keep people in bad relationships, especially codependent ones. Mm, okay so you're saying that because this idea of people staying in a relationship that that's part of just the idea of you 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 meet the person your soulmate and you're with them for life but you're saying that that people are staying in unhealthy ones with this idea right hmm okay sorry it 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 kind of all encompasses and um but it 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 really does because people will stay in a codependent relationship even if one person is drained like imagine you have a codependent person with a like a fourth of a cup of water and they have a hole with the water coming out they meet somebody who has a full cup of water and they just keep going to them saying, pour into me, pour into me. But because they have a hole, they never fill up. So they never have anything to give back. And so the other person is drained. And it's usually because, and that person stays even though they're drained. Mm-hmm. 
is because they have that false idea of like fairy tale relationships. Like I'm so in love. I never felt this way about anybody else. You know, if I leave no one, you know, I, I might leave my one true love, you know, and I'll be single for the rest of my life. So they'll stay, even though this person is literally draining everything out of them and -hmm. not giving them anything back. Like, entertain me take care of me feed me but I'm not gonna buy you anything for your birthday you know I'm not gonna take you out to dinner I'm you know yeah you know you you went grocery shopping I'm not gonna bring the groceries in I'm gonna sit in the house and drink and do whatever um and you gotta take out the trash you gotta cook you gotta take care of the kids you gotta pay the bills Wow, okay. That's a lot. It is. All right. That's um, why it's not like an easy thing to like, easy topic to fix or just to to start talking about and come away with something in like one city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's literally, it sounds like you're saying don't watch TV, don't listen to music. Um, just don't do anything that normal people do. No. Um, I'm saying be mindful of what you watch. Okay. And then two, if you let your kids watch, like, fairy, if you read them fairy tales, let them watch fairy tales, it's important that you teach them how real life works. Mm-hmm. So they don't approach relationships like the, like the fairy tales from the 1800s. I'm not gonna lie to you. I that's <laughs> that's how I looked at. I think that has a big play on my idea of relationships. How so? Um, thinking that it's like you meet that person and then it's like that's that's it. Like because like the world that we live in now with like dating, like uh, part of me feel like felt like it's weird like just keep dating and dating more people it's just like it feels weird dating a lot of people I feel like oh you meet one person and you're supposed to be with that person um or that you meet that one special person and then that's it like I I grew up on the Disney um type movies um so I would overlook red flags and, and stuff like that and not really I, I thought it was just part of the whole like you know figure it out um, yeah so with you saying all this it's just kind of like um, man it's, it's like I think most of America <laughs> grew up watching this type of stuff <laughs> they did <laughs> You know, but the difference is like from my generation on is that parents, both parents worked, both parents didn't have time to put in the amount of raising a person like in teaching them life lessons like they did in previous generations. So while our previous generations, some might have had like the fairy tale life, but the other ones, they had like very realistic views at relationships. Whereas like my generation on, like, 
you know, we have these fairy tale ideas about Prince Charming. Um, my favorite thing was like, well, what what does Prince Charming look like, and how you gonna know know him when you see him if you're so used to dysfunctional relationships? How are you gonna know when somebody's coming to save you? Mm-hmm. And why do you need somebody to save you? Gotcha. Everybody wants their knight in shining armor, their or their Prince Charming. And I was like, if you notice, most fairy tales ends with, and they they lived happily ever after. But you don't, you never see what marriage looks like, the real work behind a relationship. Um, mm. Not until like the more recent Disney movies where they talk about they grew to love each other, or either they hated each other. Um, um, but. Um, we we all we had was our movies to teach us what relationships were and so and and so that's why it's, it's like ingrained in everything movies all push the same thing whether they intended to or not um and it makes it normal you know cuz like every fairy tale is love at first sight there's no such thing as love at first sight you know, mm-hmm. they stop, you know, Cinderella and the prince. The prince danced with her one time and then had to go find her. And I was like, seriously. A prince, obviously you were not that special if he had to take a shoe and have everybody in the kingdom try it on just to find you. Why didn't he remember what you look like? Mm-hmm. If you're really that special. You know, um, Snow White and Prince Charming they met and then they fell in love and they were soulmates and so people keep meeting people and when they feel this uh, uh, spark of hormones that they're like really attracted to this person they think that that's what makes it makes that person worthy of forever Mm -hmm. and it doesn't you know and and that's where, you know, you meet people and you immediately think that they might be the one and you overlook the red flags because you're like, we have this chemistry. And you can have chemistry with the most broken person. Mm. And they wow. are not meant to be with you. They will tear up your life. You can act a lot. I, I can name a bunch of women that based their relationship on chemistry and they tore up their credit, turned their whole life upside down. Mm-hmm. Broke their, their self-esteem and everything. You know, love and, and meeting. And the second thing is your one true love, my soulmate, seven billion people, seven continents, and and a whole lot of islands. Do you really think you're going to meet your soulmate in your town, in the neighborhood that you live in, and that's the only one for you? Yo, fam, you're ruining my idea. <laughs> like, you're ruining right now. Like, let me, can, can you let us be great and, and with our fantasy? You're ruining. You're making, <laughs> I did not want to know it was that many people in the world. I want to believe in true love. You can have true love, but it just don't work the way you think it works. I want to believe that it's only one person. Just that one person. And no. 
There's multiple it's happily, people. <laughs> happily ever after. Mm-mm. Um, wow. You There's just happily made... ever after, and it can you can have more than one happily ever after. Oh wow. Yes. Wow, you just changed the way I looked at marriage. Um, no, that right. shouldn't change the way you look at marriage. It should change the way you look at relationships so that you will make a better choice for marriage. Because the point of saying that is make better decisions in dating so that when you do marry somebody, it is a true love. But like, right, like right. but if but the reality the reality is is that with so many people in the world you will always find another person that you vibe with and it's so important to recognize that because people cheat in the marriage people will leave a marriage for somebody that they vibe with that they have feelings for and they get along with because they're like well maybe my wife wasn't the one she's the one no both of them could be the one you just have to make the decision that I found the one in this person and I'm sticking with this person a lot of people get confused because they feel like they they feel but they feel like something's wrong if they also feel the same kind of attraction or kindred spirit to somebody else but marriage is about a decision. Gotcha. You have to choose to marry the person that you're marrying and you have to choose every day to stay in that marriage because you're always going to find somebody that you're, you're there's always going to be somebody that you're attracted to. You know, there's, there's so many people with, in, with so many interests. You're always going to find somebody that you share an interest with. But sharing an interest with and having somebody to share a life with is two different things and when you look at like one true love and that whole we met and it was instant chemistry so I knew we were supposed to be together if you live that way you're Mm -hmm. always going to be getting divorced and finding somebody else so you say you got to get out all those emotions for a second and think logical with this exactly attraction plays a key part but when it comes to relationships and marriage, it takes more than just emotions. Mm, okay. And that part is that that part, people not knowing that part is what keeps people in codependent relationships that aren't the codependent one. They ended up with somebody that's codependent. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if they aren't codependent themselves, but if they if they're not, not codependent and they end up with somebody codependent, you know they'll have this great chemistry and you know they'll mistake that person's need for them as this is my one true love and they'll stay instead of making a rational decision about whether to stay in that relationship because the one uh, most least fairy tale like I realization about marriage is whoever you tie yourself with has a day di- a direct impact in your success and failure 
And so you have to be mindful of that when you're deciding that I'm going to stick with this person forever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, is this person going to help me with my dreams and goals? A codependent codependent person doesn't care about your dreams and goals. It's all about what you're going to do for them. Mm, Okay. You know, and so you have to be, you have to watch that. Like I've met people like that because like I told you about the guy that was like, yes, you know, you know, we're going to get married. We're going to plan a family. And then, and he was like in love with being in love and just, he just could not be, I, I really believe he just could not be single. I was mm-hmm. like, it, it, at one point I realized like he was not in love with me. Because once he started talking about his, when he started planning out everything, everything he said had nothing to do with what I wanted out of life. Like nothing. He was like, you're going to be a stay at home mom. And I'm like, have you met me? I can't sit still for five minutes, let alone be in a house all day. You know, I would, I would go stir crazy. Like I can't even go on vacation and just sit on the beach. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the store. I need to go talk to people. I need to, and I got to do a whole lot of stuff. I was like, I don't want to be a stay at home wife, mm-hmm. you know, but it didn't matter what I wanted. Wow. I just wanted two kids. He wanted six. Jeez. And I was going to have them. And I was like, I don't want six. And instead of, instead of being a healthy person and saying, okay, we're not good for each other. Let's walk away. Well, when I tried to do that, he was like, nope, we're not breaking up. No, we're staying together. You're going to be a stay-at-home mom. You're going to have all these kids. No, I'm not. I absolutely am not. And that was an argument for like six months before I just stopped answering calls and talking to him because I was like, this is ridiculous. This was before I, I learned about codependency. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, he wanted all of this stuff from me and I would get nothing in return. Other, you know, I would be happy with kids, but not that many. I, you know, and so. Wow, this is, this is, this is, I feel like very informational for people. Because with you saying this and like just knowing how many relationships I know personal with mine and just in general, I feel like more than 90% of relationships are codependency based off what you're telling me. Um, and it's just kind of like, wow, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're saying is think logically. Um, is, is, is that the biggest lesson that you would say is out of all of this? Um, yes. Attraction is important. Attraction will get your attention. And, but for a serious relationship, for one that turns to marriage, you have to be logical with it. Pick somebody that, that fits what your goals are. Like someone who would be able to support your goals. Someone that would, um, help you build not someone that expects you to give up your life to help 
so they can build theirs with no plans of helping you later. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then also pay attention to like what their beliefs are, how they raise their kids. You know, religion, if it's important to you, you know, you got to think about all of that when it comes to marriage. It's not just about a feeling. Wow. Thank you for that information. Um, hold on. 